did you guys start as like a utility project or a pure art-based NFT project? Uh, we did start off as a utility project. I mean, the art was there too, but we had a lot of hype immediately. I think within an hour or two, we went from zero to like 15,000 or 10,000 followers. And then within a week, we were at like 50, 60K. And then by end of the month, I think we were in the hundreds already. Welcome to the Vault Podcast, the official podcast of V3 Labs. Here we discuss crypto, NFTs, and the metaverse with a focus on security and innovation. It's our goal to help onboard new people to Web3 and give them the information and resources they need to stay safe. Join us each week for new discussions with other founders, investors, and experts building the future of the web. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Vault3Labs and visit our website, v3labs.xyz, for the latest news and updates. Boom, and we're live. Andy, Sierra Club, thanks for coming on, man. What's up, guys? Thank you for having us. Or actually, just me, but Sierra Club in general. Yeah, man, thanks for being here. You know, we've, uh, I've actually been following your product for, like, for a while now. Um, I think I first found you guys was... Was on it. Was like a. I just like randomly popped into like a Twitter space, and I think you were on. It was like a pretty big one. I think it might have been like either Rug Radio or something like that. I can't really quite remember which one it was, but uh, yeah. Ever since then, I was like, wow, this is a sick project. Uh, I don't know if we did Rug Radio. It might have been Metaverse HQ. If it was before Mint or or was it after Mint? Um, when did you guys mint? February fifteenth. No, it was it was after Mint. No, I, I, we've been doing a lot of spaces. I think. I think me personally, I've been on spaces for sometimes eight hours a day talking. Um, it kind of kind of gets hard because you know obviously you're trying to work at the same time, but trying to balance um, you know talking to the community and also working for the community. Yeah. When did uh, so how did you, how did you get started with uh, with Serial Club? How did how did the whole thing come about? Yeah, so with Serial Club, it was it was an idea that we had. We were debating between pizza or cereal just because both of those, um, you know, they're both food, and a lot of people in the world like both of them. Uh, we ended up going with cereal. We wanted something that really connects with everyone, doesn't matter how old they are, whether they're young or they're old, or where they are in the world as well. And we thought cereal was, like, the perfect opportunity to – to really be able to resonate with with everyone, um, you know, our our goal, our our vision is to bring more people to the space, and at the same time provide them a safe space to learn about Web three, learn about crypto, learn about NFTs, and um, also have tools available for them to to navigate Web three. Um, just like the pros do it. Nice. I have a question. Parker introduced me to you guys, uh, Serial Club. So I'm not that well versed around the project, but I did do some research. But I'm happy to speak to you today and just like ask you questions, you know, uh, myself. But I'm curious, did you guys start as like a utility project or a pure art-based NFT project? Uh, we did start off as a utility project. I mean, the art was there too, but we had a lot of hype immediately. I think within an hour or two, 
we went from zero to like 15,000 or 10,000 followers. And then within a week, we were at like 50, 60K. And then by end of the month, I think we were in the hundreds already. Um, so we announced it New Year's, New Year's Day. Um, and we minted six weeks after. But yeah, we were we were straight up utility and art as well. Um, basically, we've just been building out a roadmap and we kind of discovered um, cooler things that we could add to the roadmap as we were just kind of working on everything. Building it out, that makes sense. And were you guys already friends and like working together or did you just like meet with the same common interests in like NFTs and crypto and kind of like remote work and like put a project together? Yeah, so me and Sako grew up together um, since we were like seven years old, we went to same middle school as well. We went to the same high school. We grew up like one street away. And since we were kids, we would always build and play on web two in a way. Um, you know, we would build communities, we would build apps, we would build viral websites when we were like 12 years old, 13 years old. And sometimes we would build it separately. And then we would kind of discover new cool ways to to monetize web2 or to just build um new tools on web2 or just anything that people like and then we would be like hey look at what i just found like you could do it like this and and then Sako would find something and then we would start something together um so we did that when we were kids and then in college i dropped out of college uh i played one year of basketball and then when i kind of realized it wasn't I was not going to be the next Kobe Bryant. Um, I, I, I started Get Me Famous, which was our marketing uh, and social media network. And I was like 18, 19 years old. We grew it to 300 million followers within a couple months. And we started, you know, just working with record labels. We blew up artists that are one of the two of them are like the top five artists right now. And we created the top hundred site in the world. Like we just, it was so cool. Like being able to do that. We had, we had so much power really, and had the, really the power to blow anybody up. And we would do a lot of it for free just cause like we loved that artist and we loved their music and we just had this already and we were already making money. So we didn't need to charge people to kind of, you know, give them a platform. We just wanted to be part of it. So we, we would do it for free. So I grew my network. Sako grew his network. He was working at a, at a pretty cool job in, at AT&T, um, like corp level. He was developing. Um, I don't know what he was developing, but it was something with streaming and ads when you're watching on TV. Uh, he, would, he would know better. But when he saw what was happening with Twitter and Instagram, he quit his job and just went full time into that. And he grew his own network and that led to so much like for, to Instagram, to creating our own sites, e-commerce sites. We've, we've launched a lot and really we were playing on web two since we were kids. And I feel like now we're playing on web three and seeing like what we could do. Nice. That's amazing. That is, that's actually like really freaking cool. Like congrats to you guys. That's awesome. What's like, so curious, how do you take a, how do you take a Twitter or, or some sort of page that you're working on? and get it to 300 million viewers or something like that. Like, what's your strategy behind that? Well, I, I left out the part where in 2018, uh, Twitter banned all of our accounts and everybody else that was just <laughs> part of it. We lost everything. I was depressed. 
I was really depressed because I, I was young and it was my first business, so I would reinvest everything back in. And when I lost it, I lost everything I had. So I moved back to my parents' house and kind of took a couple of months to rebuild. I'll, I'll get into that, I guess, a little bit later. But yeah, so the way I discovered what was going on, since I already had all this experience as I was a kid building on Web2, um, my girlfriend, which is now my fiance, but and she was graduating high school and she wanted these custom Nike Roshis that just didn't exist anywhere. And I took some time, went to like different shoe places and asked them like, hey, is this like a painting? Like I went to artists, I'm like, can you paint this? And so finally one of the artists were like, this isn't a painting or this isn't like hand drawn, this is fabric sewed on. So I'm like, okay. I went and bought fabric that looked just like it. I went to a shoe repair and I, think I paid him like $70 and he sewed on the fabric. So we had the custom shoes, Nike Roshis that didn't exist. And she loved it. And everybody else that saw it loved it. And I'm like, oh, I think I could sell this. So I set up Shopify store like I've been doing and uh, just started getting sales through organic, like word of mouth. I was like, okay, let me try some of the the tools that I've learned from before and apply it here let's see what I could do and I ended up meeting this I don't know who online that wanted like $200 a month and would give access to a tweet deck which is basically a bunch of accounts under one um under one platform and once an hour you could retweet whatever you want and all these accounts would retweet it but they're real accounts with real followers so they're like Drake quotes or um, cool vids or funny vids, LMAO vids or female closet, just like 40 accounts like that, right? So I'm like, okay, let me try it. I retweeted uh, the shoe and immediately just started like going viral. And I was like, wow, this is powerful. And this is only 40 accounts, right? With thousands of followers each. So I'm like, I want to buy an account. I bought one account, and since I had my experience from before, I was able to quickly monetize that account, where usually it would take like four to five months to get your money back. I would monetize it within 30 days. So I grew very fast, ended up having like 300 or 400 accounts. Some had like a couple million, some had hundreds of thousands, some had only 50,000. And now since I had that huge network, I was able to build more accounts, right? So if something happened like, um, what's a good example? Like if dance pages are going viral, right? Everyone's kind of watching dance content. We can create like a dance goals page and then use our entire network to push that. And now you have a new page with 200,000 followers called dance goals. You can sell it or you can keep it. I would never sell. I would always just want more and more. Um, but yeah, that's kind of how the whole, uh, system works. That is yeah, that's actually like really impressive. I I I don't I don't know if I would be able to do that right off the bat. Um what would you say like sets what would you say like sets um Serial Club from like other projects that are out there? Cuz I know there's some that like seem really cool but completely flop and yours seem to get traction right away. Yeah, I think I think what separates us from a lot of projects is we're really really actually tying web two and web three together and we're actually building that bridge with with cereal i mean we're launching a physical product 
It'll be in stores four to five months from now. It'll be in grocery stores everywhere in America. Um, I don't think any other project has really done that. And at the same time, we're amplifying Web3 ownership. So our holders will get the chance and opportunity to, to be able to be on the boxes. Not every holder, obviously, because that won't be possible. Um, but the ones that are, let's say they get the opportunity to be on the front of the box, right? They could pick their Serial Club NFT if they want, or they could, if they have a board Ape, choose their board Ape, or their Moonbird, or their Quirky, or um, their Invisible Friend. As long as the project gives them IP rights, they could use that and will license that from them. Um, basically, you want to show what you could do with the intellectual property that you own. Like, you know, what, what can you do with NFTs? We know, you know, people who have Bored Apes, they, they could license it, they could put it in movies, they could put it in music videos, but 99% don't have that access, don't have that resources to, to get that done. So we're kind of providing like this launch pad almost and Serial is really just the beginning of what we want to do. And it all ties back into Serial.com. So we did... One of the first things we did was uh, acquire the rights to Serial.com and a lot of people thought that we're going to build, we're just going to sell Serial on it, but it's more than that. So if somebody finds our Serial in the store for the first time and kind of also getting exposed to NFTs and crypto for the first time, we have a a seamless integration into now going onto Serial.com, opening up your wallet, learning about cryptos and NFTs and using the tools um, that we're building um, on on Serial.com. Yeah, I'm curious, Andy, like if you could kind of like walk us through what these like brainstorming sessions were like, um, you know, thinking about Serial, thinking about bridging Web 2 and Web 3. Was this something that made sense instantly or something that you guys, you know, thought about and worked on over the course of a few months? Yeah, I think the foundation was there. Um, in general, like what we want to do, how we were exactly step-by-step going to go through with it and how it was all going to flow together, you know, wasn't there in the beginning, but it's something that we were kind of just, uh, it was just kind of coming to us. But in the beginning, it was more fun. It was like everyone was just kind of excited about what cereal they like, what's their favorite brand. Um, you know, that's kind of all gone now that we're kind of entering this space. And it's actually really interesting because I forgot what they're called. Magic Spoon is a new cereal line that doesn't belong to the top companies in $10 billion industry that's pretty much dominated by three companies. They get more searches on Google for Magic Spoon cereal than cereal itself and more than any other brand of cereal. And they just started a year ago. They're not into the NFT space or anything like that, but they are a basically an independent cereal company, right? So the space hasn't been disrupted since it came out, right, since it, since it came. But there is an opportunity for people who understand what's going on um, in the modern world to, to take a little bite at it, for sure. And was that like, you know, some of the thinking in starting the Serial Club, like wanting to disrupt this uh, pre-existing serial industry? That was the goal, yeah. That was for sure the goal. I mean, we have our backgrounds from the social media marketing side to the traditional ad spend to PR and SEO. Like, we... We really could rank anything number one. So we want to, what Zero Club basically is for us is everything that we've learned the past 15 years from everything we failed at to everything we succeeded at all dumped into this one big project. And like 
this is like our biggest project ever. That's amazing. I'll definitely try to scoop up one of you guys' NFTs on the secondary market because I think it's beautiful to have like, you know, all that experience and expertise, like you said, over the course of 15 years and, you know, funnel it into an NFT project opposed to like, uh, you know, starting something from scratch that doesn't really have that expertise and, uh, you know, knowledge driving the project. No, thank you. I mean, yeah, definitely uh, secondary market right now is is a steal in my my opinion, not financial advice, I guess, but um with Serial 2, what we, the whole goal in the beginning, from the beginning was really to bring like-minded peers together, creators together, uh, developers, designers, just really onboarding anybody who's really good at Web 2 into Web 3 and giving that access to the community, right? So we also committed, I believe, like 125 or 135 Ethereum to almost like a grant so if you want to build something in Web3 and you're part of the community, you could tap into that grant on Serial.com and then you'll have access to different designers and developers to kind of like maybe you're missing an advisor and you could find everybody basically there and build it together. So we're really excited to, to help the new wave of, of disruptors and creators to really you know, give them the resources that they need. They're lacking just that. That's actually really interesting because what we're looking for is um, we need like a, a digital art, a, a 3D artist. And I'm guessing that like this, that community is something that like we could tap into and use for like 3D artists or something like that. Is that, am I getting that kind of right? Yeah. Like on Serial.com, there will be like a section where, you know, you could kind of meet different people, kind of, I guess what LinkedIn tries to do, but it's a very easy um, way to connect in the community so definitely yeah you could that's a huge problem like we don't have enough designers we don't have enough developers in the space i think a lot of the projects are coming out it's the same designer a lot of times and people don't know but and the project founders don't really even know too they're just finding a designer they're paying it that designer also did like 10 other projects you know so i think the space is really missing that so we really want to onboard new designers new developers and show them the way and now have these people available to the community to tap into. Uh, I know you mentioned uh, the fund that Serial Club has, but I was also curious to get some more understanding behind the thought process uh, when you guys created your charitable fund. I'd see it's pretty different than like how other NFT projects have it set up where there's like this one-time donation. Um, it could be like to a specific animal, a zoo, etc. But your charitable fund, if I'm getting this correct, kind of goes on, right? It's like led by the community. If they uh, find a project or something they're interested in, they could send a proposal to the community and have a donation made. Is that correct? Correct. So on Serial.com, the community would be able to do that on a more, um, what's the right word? Basically, it'll be applied more. Like that's there if somebody wants to bring it up. Like we've helped a lot of people in the community, but it'll be more formalized. Um, on serial.com but yeah it's something we did not want to do was like just donate money to charity right after we minted you know like i think that's i don't know I don't, I don't like i don't like when projects do that just because you know you just took all this money and then you're donating a little bit of it and then you're supposed to like you know look good i don't i don't think it's i don't think it's right 
So what we wanted to do, we donated to Ukraine because that was just an exception, you know, what was going on at that time. But what we wanted to do was actually build out a charitable organization that's kind of based on us when we were kids. So one of my good friends, Victoria Shabazz, she does a lot of, she, she builds a lot of the charities for professional athletes. And I reached out to her and she built out this whole program that we're going to roll out um, when the serial comes out that's based around the serial, but it's also a before school program and after school program. So kids, you know, parents are working, they could drop their kids off in, in this program before or after. And it's revolved around serial, it's revolved around Web3 education, and just has like a safe space for these kids. And at the same time, we'll be rolling out the athletic version of that, which would be revolved around basketball and provide basically almost the same concept, but, but for... For athletics dude you guys are doing way more than i thought i was like i was over here like dude they're coming out with cereal this is this sick this shit is sick but dude you guys are doing way more than that like dude congrats to you guys that, that's awesome no thank you yeah when people ask like what are you guys doing at cereal club and i'm just like i have to take like a deep breath and i'm like okay this is what we're doing but i shared the figma of cereal.com if you guys want to kind of take a peek at what the design's going to look like it's in the in the chat right over yeah, here. Check it out. One of the coolest features that's gonna come out in the beginning. There's gonna be a lot of features that gonna come out eventually, but one of my favorites are the notification widget. So if you are following like ten different projects, you don't have to go on Discord and shuffle through servers to find out when the next airdrop is or what the announcement is, if they're doing whitelist or whatever they're doing. It comes straight to serial.com's dashboard. So that's kind of really important to us because when we first came onto the space and we were kind of, you know, bringing some friends or family on, they would honestly almost, maybe some of them even did, they would fall for the scam DMs on Discord, right? They would think, what ape is minting out of nowhere? And they would fall for it. So we feel, we feel like we're kind of responsible if we're bringing new people onto the space using serial, you know, reaching millions of people that there's a safe space for them. They don't have to shuffle through Discord and possibly get lose everything in their wallet nice i'm happy you brought that up and i guess it's like a, a good time to kind of give you background on us and what we're working on uh so we do have a project uh under a company we just started called v3 labs uh, and the application is called vault 3 and we kind of want to you know stop some of the hacks and scams that are happening in the nft space um and just like short background on me uh before working in like web3 i founded an it slash digital agency um, and been working in like web development and engineering for a while. So I was thinking a, a lot about solutions to protect people in Web3 because just like you said, you onboard new people to this space and they fall victim to like a lot of these phishing attacks and these scams and have their, their wallets drained. And, you know, one thing I also wanted to ask you was, have you guys dealt with any security breaches, uh, you know, so far in the space where maybe there's someone pretending to be Serial Club and is sending out a phishing link or, you know, trying to hack your Discord or Instagram? And if you have dealt with that, like, uh, how did you guys respond? Um, we haven't dealt with anything extreme. Like, our server's never been hacked. But, of course, there's people that will pretend they're me and try DMing you know, are, are the users on Discord or pretending they're soccer or just anybody on the team. That's pretty much only, it's only that. And we find it pretty quickly and we'll ban them as soon as we can. 
but our, our Discord's never been hacked. Um, we're really, really like I don't even have admin access, right? So, no, if nobody has webhook access or admin access, then it's really hard to hack somebody, right? So, you, if you get into my account, you can't really do anything. Um, our security is pretty good, I would say, knock on wood. And our team is huge. Like people don't know, people think it's it's really whoever's on Discord, but I think our team is over 30 people now and everybody's kind of building in in their own team. So, you know, there's the serial, actual physical serial side, and then there's the serial.com side, and then we have the NFT side. So, and we will pretty soon start the gaming side as well. Ooh, let's talk about that for a second. What's going on there? I can't say much, but Super Smash Bros. Super Smash Bulls sounds uh ah, <laughs> that's dope. Super Smash Brothers is probably up there with the top top ten games. Actually, no, it's probably my top three. for sure. I think, I think it's my number one, but it's Nintendo sixty four. Do you remember that old game Rampage? That was a f- dude. That was a good one. <laughs> nice man. Um, you know, I I I realized that uh, we kind of jumped into this like you, I didn't even give you any background on me. Uh. My name's Parker. I'm from Bay Area. Uh, you're from LA, right? Um, yeah, background in like tech sales and partnerships. Um, I did start a small software company uh, like a year ago, but then ended up falling into the NFT space here with here in Messiah. And we've been built. We built a project in the past, um, but we had an issue with uh, with an internal member of the team, and he basically like threw the project under the bus entirely, um, and then. Yeah, now we're here working on this this uh, vault application for wallet security, and it seems like we got something really cooking in the books. Um, but really wanted to get get some time with you to really talk about like how the hell did you get so successful so freaking fast? <laughs> everything you guys are building, uh, everything you guys are building sounds very very like aligned with what we're trying to do too. So I would love to. I didn't I didn't get to check it out before. I didn't I didn't know exactly what you guys are working on but we'd love to check it out after this and see what we could do together possibly um but yeah it's i think you said that one of your companies failed i've i failed so many times as well so it's it's kind of like you want to fail you learn you learn more from failing than succeeding um and i've you know had a lot of years of trial and error and as you're moving on you're kind of just getting stronger and better and you're just learning from the mistakes from before. Like I've went through everything from bad partners to bad contracts to um, just everything, just everything in general that happens in business I've went through and it's always a good experience. You really learn from it. Um, It's really about perseverance and, you know, not giving up no matter what. And that's that's kind of what what I would say. But what, what was the last part of your? Oh, I remember it now. Yeah, exactly. Kind of exactly what I said. Just not being afraid, not being afraid of failing, and trying different things, trying new things. Not you know just doing whatever everyone else is doing, um, and not sleeping. Yeah. No. Trust me. Uh... Definitely fallen on my face a few times, but I feel like we're falling forward, which is good. Um, one of the really cool things that I like about about V3 Labs and what we're doing with the with the vault is that 
for anybody who holds one of our NFTs and it's called United Panda Club, we'll have free access to use our vault. And then we're also looking to partner with other projects to bring that, that level of utility to, to that project. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy, but I, you know, it's the beginning and it's people like you guys and people like us that are really in the power to create the tools to keep everyone safe. You know, when currency first started, there was really no banks, right? So people would just store their money under wherever and it would get stolen a lot of times. So that was the beginning of whatever currency was years ago. And now we have this new form of currency and we have to go through the same thing and figure out how, you know, we could protect ourselves and protect everybody else. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I was telling Parker this the other day. I would see the threads and, and so many comments and so much going on with like hacks and these phishing attacks. And I'm like, oh man, this is like a big juicy problem. I can't wait to like, you know, brainstorm on solutions and, you know, work on engineering something that could help people. Also, under promise, over deliver. So we do have a, a feature of our application that we're launching on our website within a week. Um, that's pretty much using like machine learning uh, for URL scanning, right? So if you're sent the link and you have like FOMO and you may want to mint uh, from a project, you could just like run the URL through our scanner and we're using like the latest technologies to detect if it's like a phishing website or not. Um, and it's pretty simple, right? You just put the URL in, hit enter, and you get like feedback. And that's because we have like this large data set and some insights into like the developers that are making these phishing websites and how to detect them. So this is something like I'm, I'm proud that we get to like launch and put out before we even officially announce, uh, you know, like our roadmap and everything we're working on. We want to just like give the community something that they could use right away and kind of like, you know, get that credibility um, as builders before like promising something. That sounds honestly really, really amazing. Like I'm for sure gonna check that out. Um, you guys have a deck too. I would love to like kind of see what you guys are building to see what we could do with it too. It would be cool. You know what, I'll do it. You know what I'll do? I'll just email, I'll email it to you after this. Cool. Well, hey man, I really appreciate you jumping on. Um, to be honest with you, I did not expect you to, to, to answer my DM. <laughs> uh, but but really really stoked that you did. Um, would love to see if we could uh, if 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 V three Labs looks something like something you want to possibly work with in the future. We would love to uh, we'd love to have another meeting, meet the team, and see if we can spark some sort of partnership thing. Yeah, definitely. Would love to um, shoot over the shoot over the deck they guys have. I'll share with the team. And yeah, I I try to answer everybody. Um, I actually have. Carpal tunnel now because of because of that. But um, I just love talking to everybody. It doesn't matter like how many followers or who they are. Only thing I kind of look for is like if they have like a mutual follower at least. So I'm like, all right, like this person isn't scamming or that's kind of the only thing I really look for. But that's about it. I just wanted to talk to everybody and kind of you know the whole point of serial is for everyone and you know give a platform for everybody to to shine really. I would like to know like your take right now on like the current landscape, because I do see a few people tweet uh, about like this wag me culture sort of dying out where like the spirit of talking to everyone and connecting with everyone, regardless of uh, follower count, et cetera. Do you feel like uh, right now with like NFT or say like crypto Twitter, it still has that spirit? Definitely. I mean, I've, every day I'm like meeting new people 
um, just through Twitter, through, through Discord. And I don't think it's going to die down. I think it's only going to get bigger. Um, you know, when I first came into the space, I was like, oh, this person only has 20,000 followers. How are they like an influencer in the space, right? But 20,000, 5,000 followers, 3,000, 2,000 followers in, in Web3 is a lot of followers considering how big the space actually is compared to like what we've been used to is like seeing 10 million and 15 million followers on an account. Um, but yeah, I think we're just, it's literally just the beginning and what we want to do with it and how we want to build on it is literally up to us. It's up to the people, which I think is, is the really cool part. Nice. I like that. So also, do you have like uh, any views or like predictions? Obviously not financial advice, but just like us coming out of this, uh, I guess, bear market or like downturn when it comes to NFT sales and like crypto prices plunging. Like what do you see for the future or when do you think things will turn around? Um, I mean, I don't, I don't really panic because if you just zoom out of the chart, you could see it just happens all the time. Um, obviously, we did have a couple of market conditions that influenced it a little bit, but I think the goblins are, are a good start. I think the goblins are saving us right now. I'm really, I'm kind of excited for the goblins. I think it was really fair distribution out. You know, the rich didn't get richer. It was the community and you had an opportunity to get it for free. You had an opportunity to get it from anywhere from point zero one to point one, from point one to one Ethereum, from one to two. So it was really... You know, like, you didn't have to have a lot of money to be part of it. And a lot of the people are, like, are part of the Goblin community, um, you know, kind of lost a lot of money before. You know, they've degen into a lot of projects, and they were just pumping dumps, so and they had no idea. And now they're rising, and it's their opportunity, so it's really, it's really cool to see. I, I love the project. I love the branding, the marketing, the... The music that they even, you know, produce for this for the site. That's that's what really caught me. Like when I went on the site and the song was playing, I was just like, wow, like there this isn't some like random project or like a random free project. Like there this is gonna blow up. And then I went on Twitter, it was already memes were there. I think I got on at like point five, but the memes were already there and you know, Elon Musk said those who control memes control the world. So I was like, this is going to blow. But yeah, I think it's a good start. I think it's a good start um, for all this free, free mints and for people to kind of prove themselves instead of, you know, charging millions of dollars for a picture and really no roadmap besides selling merch to their community. I don't know how long uh, we have you on here, Andy. <laughs> uh, I could keep asking questions forever, uh, but I do want to be respectful of your time. I would love to do it again. Yeah, I think um, we're looking at a couple of weeks away from Serial.com's beta launch. We right now are beta testing with our community, our AR portal. Um, we built that with Snapchat, but when our actual physical Serial comes out in a few months you'll be able to jump inside that portal. And instead of finding a physical toy, you're in a treasure hunt discovering NFTs, discovering merch or different brand integrations that we could put in there. And when you swipe up, you'll be able to create your own wallet immediately. And now you have this dashboard and this entire new world 
that you could learn and discover NFTs and use tools and widgets and create tools and widgets, um, unlock digital wearables listed on our marketplace. It's it's definitely going to be, I think it's going to be great for the space in general, not just for Serial Club. So I'm really excited for that. That is awesome. Well, Andy, I really appreciate you jumping on the show with us and we'll talk soon. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you guys for reaching out. Um, We'd love to do it again. Take care.